Hey everyone, welcome back to the M&M Hockey Podcast. As always, I am your host, Alex Menzker, along with me is my co-host, Chase McCallum. And today we're going to be doing the top 20 goaltenders. Uh, there will be no news with this episode. Uh, as I mentioned last week, we're recording this a week ahead of time because Chase is currently on vacation. Uh, so we figured a list was perfect anyways to, you know, it's always going to be relevant until the start of the season. Um, so yeah, we'll go with that. And honestly, without uh, further ado, we can just get right into this list, Chase. Uh I, once again, have a billion honorable mentions. This was the hardest list to make. I don't know about you, but for me, this is the hardest list we had to make, and this is the absolute least confident I am in a list. This list is awful to make. Like The, the honorable mentions list is going to have dudes with like negative goals saved above averages over like a three-year period, probably. Literally. Like, um, yeah, like uh, it's – oh, man, I – and even like some of the guys that I did because they had like positive goal saved above average. I was just like, do I really think he's like the 15th best goalie or whatever? But um, yeah, I, I felt confident about, uh, about one, two and three and literally just about nothing else. Maybe that's, yeah. I think the top six, I, I was like, okay, I feel okay. in, and then I don't know, like seven to 10 ish is all right. And then literally 11 to 26 is just a shit show. Oh, it's ridiculous. This is just like, I, when I was doing this list, like I think of Jack Campbell as just kind of like a, like a mass starter. But just looking at the results, like there's so few goalies who've been good over a long sample. Like I believe Jack Campbell has to be on this list. Yeah, like I had him as an honorable mention. Okay, that's yeah, but but like he again, like he was right on the edge, and the only reason I didn't have him a little higher is just because it's been basically one shortened season of starting for him. So yeah. I want to see a little more of a sample. No sample size, but there's just so few good like goalies with really good results. Yeah. And then that's the thing, right? Like there's going to be, I have a guy and we'll get into it in a second. I literally have a guy at 20 who I think had a negative goal saved above average in 2021. So like, um, but yeah, so I, I'll go with some of my honorable mentions here. Um, Campbell. And then another guy who I think fits into the lack of sample size that uh, I just wasn't, he lack of sample size and wasn't quite good enough for me to have him on the list despite the small sample size. And that's Ilya Sorokin of the New York Islanders. Um, looked good when he played, but again, he's played like what, 30 NHL games or whatever. So I just couldn't personally put him on the list or anything like that. Um, yeah, I have him 17. I felt gross putting him on the list, but like, I mean, I guess good results in a small sample is better than I actually don't even know if it is better than just deep results over a large sample, but yeah, um, to be honest, some other guys I have on my honorable mention list are uh, Bernier, um, who I I think you could probably argue that he's been a top 20 goalie statistically, but I also wonder if he gets a bit of a Troy thing where it's like the team was so bad. It's like not, it's super hard to look elite, but it's not hard to look just like fine. If that makes any sense. Because there's no pressure or whatever. I have yeah, I, that feels disgusting to me. Yeah. So and then um, uh, Price and Allen, I both had off the list. Uh, just barely. I, I Price, I not really barely. I just had to throw him in there because I think I would get lynched if I uh, didn't have him at least as a name. Uh, I, I still like obviously like if you just look at like the past two or three years statistics. Price has not been a top 20 goalie in the regular season. Come playoff time, he absolutely is, and that's why I think he should still be near the bubble. But um, And then Jake Allen's another guy where it's like, I just don't think he's played enough recently. Like, he's been mostly a backup role, so I didn't have him on. 
Um, and then uh, Jordan Bennington's another one where I think you could make an argument he's anywhere from like 13 to 25, depending on the year. Yeah, I've been in pretty high and felt gross about it too. There's such a lack of good goalies. There really is, which it feels like we're going through a transition period because it felt like even like three or four years ago, there was at least 10 or 12 like solid goaltenders. Yeah. But, um, and then the last guy I had was Carter Hart, who was absolutely freaking atrocious. Uh, this year, and there's no way I was putting him on. But that being said, I think if you're projecting forward given age, uh, it's probably fair to assume he's not going to be the worst goalie in the league like he was last year. But uh, I just, just how freaking bad he was last year, I didn't have him in the top 20. Yeah, I didn't even really think about him. Wouldn't shock me if he's on top 20 next year, but yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, and we're just going to be a repeat, uh, I'm going to repeat myself enough, but um, with top 20 lists, uh, it's it's so volatile with goaltending, right? Because, you know, there's guys who can be the best goalie for a year, and then you would not consider them even the top 10 of best goalies, just generally speaking, right? So um, it's always going to be very, very volatile, and you have to keep that in mind uh, when doing a goalies list. So um, do, do you have any honorable mention you want to go through? No, I realized I forgot a guy, so I guess I'll make Bernier my honorable mention. Okay. Um, all right, well, let's start then. Who do you have at 20? At 20, I have uh, Antti Ranta. Okay. Yeah, I have him higher. Um, not like a crazy amount, but definitely higher. Yeah. I think his upside is better than a whole bunch of dudes a lot higher than him on the list. But you actually have to be on the ice to achieve that upside. Yes, I totally agree. And, you know, I banked him a little bit for that, but probably not quite as heavy as you. Um, but honestly, like his results have been so good when he is healthy that like, there's an argument he could be top 10 at points and he just like, he's not in my top 10 at all. And you know, yeah, it's because he's hurt so freaking often. Yeah. It's so sad that because it's at the point too, where now like if he starts, he's probably not as his results are still like fantastic, but they're not quite as good as they were at his like peak. So now, even if he does get healthy for two years, he just might not be as good as the guy we saw then. Yeah, exactly. Like I think, I don't know. I'm going to be interested because he's in Carolina now, right? So I'm going to be interested to see what him and Frederick Anderson, um, which I'm curious to see if you have on your list or not, um, do in in a year because neither of them can stay healthy over the past couple of years. And um, there's been varying results for those guys when they do. So it'll be an interesting tandem to say the least. Yeah, a hundred. It'll be really weird to see. I didn't have Freddie on. I, think I didn't either. Argument for him. But he was pretty right. bad as a leaf starter. Like his past for two, two years, years now, too. Are bad. And that's enough at his age for me to say. Yeah, yeah like the, the people who like think that the Leafs definitely downgraded by going from Freddie to Morazic this year. I was like, what have you been watching for the past two seasons? Yeah, the way the league's goalies are distributed is so weird. Like, I have two Leafs goalies on this list, and yet I'm not confident either of them are like. 1A starters. Yeah, like I have Morazic up on my list enough. And I like I'm literally as we're writing, I'm still bouncing back people back and forth. And uh, I've ran to 16. We'll just get them over with here so we don't have to talk about them anymore. But um yeah, I, I've ran to 16. I again I, I didn't ding him quite as much as you did for injuries, but it's definitely fair that like, you got to stay healthy to play. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. He's a he's a tough one to rank because his peak is clearly 
like five almost even like outside of the list of the top top guys like he could be very easily be like five or six or something yep um i have a guy who i'm wondering maybe i should have put a little higher but i don't i don't think so i really don't know i had 20 i have uh, thatcher demko um i think if you're projecting you could put him higher like he feels one like a, a lot of these guys and i mean obviously goaltending shit show but he feels like a lot of these guys like we'll get into obviously the leafs goalies could be like really really good or just horribly bad i don't really see thatcher demko being like horribly bad i just don't know what his ceiling is if that makes sense and he hasn't really been like unreal over the past couple of years so that's why he comes at 20 for me yeah, that's fair. I have him uh, 17, so same kind of area. He's clearly been competent, at least. He hasn't been, like, ridiculous, but there's value in decent. Yeah, and he is someone I think, like, next year I could see, like, jumping up to, like, 10 or something like that, or in that range where it's, like, not the elite tier, but definitely, like, a solid goaltender kind of tier, right? Yeah, like, you're comfortably starting him every game or whatever. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's who I had 20, uh, you had 17. Uh, let's go 19 then. So I had a guy who this feels gross as well, but his results are fantastic in a relatively small sample. Uh, Cal Pedersen? <laughs> I, I, Cal debated putting, I, I debated putting him on the list, dude, but he's played 54 games in three years. And, I mean, I guess – Full disclosure, I do have a guy who's played half that amount on the list higher than him. So maybe I shouldn't be that against it. Uh, I think this is a fine pick. Like, it, if he's one of the guys where it's like, if you need to bet on a guy who has a small sample size and might be good going forward, this is definitely the one to do it. Like a new Freddie Anderson kind of thing. Yeah. You just kind of got to go with it. Yeah, because he, he's got like no sample size. Um I held that against him a little bit, even though it's not his fault. But at some point, there's so few goalies with, like, distinctly good results. I mean, I'd rather have as far above average as he's been in a small sample, I guess, than just mediocre for 100 games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at 19, I had uh, Elvis. Uh, Elvis Merzlerkins of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. He's an interesting case of goals saved above average versus above expected. Um, over yeah. the past three years, he's 13th above average. Uh, he has a negative goal saved above expected at minus 1.25, which, uh, still puts him in 42nd. Um, and like, if you sample, I, I should, I should put a sample and I think I might do that right now, just so I have it. Cause like some of the guys that ahead of him have played nine games, um, which again, for a forward would never show that, but for a goalie, again, because you can play eight games get sent down and never have a chance to go backwards. Right. Um, but yeah, like he's been just kind of what the jackets have asked for him. He obviously plays in a relatively easy system, uh, defensively speaking, but he's also just done what's been asked of him in that system. And I don't think he should be punished too, too heavily for that. Yeah. He's been just like quietly competent there. I had him just on the outside because, uh, yeah, the XG seems to think it's more the blue jackets defense, than uh, him going nuts, but he's been, he's done what they've asked of him. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's kind of what you can ask for. And so that's why I'm on 19. Like, I don't think, again, he's not a guy where I can really, he's not one where I see climbing way, way up the leaderboard at any time, but I could see him just kind of being the 15th to like 23rd best starter in the year at any given year. Yeah. Something like that would make sense. 
Um, okay, uh, 18. Uh, this is what I had. <laughs> this dude's got 28 career games. <laughs> this feels just illegal, but I have uh, Alex Nedeljkovic here uh, because of how good he was in those 28 career games. I bumped him down quite a bit for sample size. I think if we're talking like pure results, he could be a lot higher. Um, but again, like I don't think he's had any time to regress either. So I have him at 18. Yeah, I had him at uh, 16. Also felt absolutely ridiculous doing that but he was good enough and again there's a distinct lack of goalies with hugely above average results over a long sample so might as well put some of these guys with above average results over a small sample on the list yep for sure um i yeah like he's one of those guys where I, and again in detroit I, i'm uh, generally curious to see what he does in detroit because he was really good in carolina um, obviously they're going to be a better defensive team than Detroit, but you know, as I just said, it kind of about like someone like Bernier, where it's like, I do think there's a possibility where like Nadelkovich posts just like a nine 10 or whatever this year. And everyone's like, that's absolutely amazing. Like, look at what he did in Detroit and gets a lot of love because of it. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, okay. Who do you have at 18 then? At 18, I have another small sample. I have Sorokin. Okay. Yep. Uh, and that's fair. I had him just off and, you know, it's just, yeah, I, he didn't play enough this year. And um, I think the difference for me and uh, for him and Nadelkovich is that when Nadelkovich played, he did look like elite uh, where Sorokin looked solid, like pretty, and in the playoffs, he looked very, very good, but throughout the regular season, I thought he was just fine. Like not bad, but not yeah. great either. Yeah. I gave him a nice little bump to the playoffs and his, uh, great in the KHL numbers or whatever I have no idea like he could be like nine spots higher next year or not even a consideration because he's played 22 NHL games yeah and his K his KHL numbers is so funny like I think we went through it a couple of weeks ago right where it was just like didn't he have like a 950 or something like that in yeah, the like one year absolutely insane and yeah because we were talking about yeah, it was with Moscow. He had a 953, a 929, a 931, a 940, and a 935. Like, how stupid is that? And that is, like, as a 21 to 25-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Like, just absolutely insane. So, like, he is probably a really, really good goalie, but, like, because you know goaltending statistics take like tens of thousands of shots to stabilize and he's faced looks like about 800 shot attempts or unblocked shot attempts so he's only even 556 shots yeah so he's definitely got a little ways to go um uh, all right so you have 2019 18 17 and 16 then correct all right, I have the say I don't have my 17 yet, and I have Chris Dreger here, another guy looked elite last year. I uh 35 games NHL games played though total. So I docked him a little because of the sample size. I tried to put him where I think maybe I could see him being in Seattle next year, like if he was the starter, um, which obviously given who's in front of him, he probably won't be, but like I just kind of envision him being like the 15th to 20th best starter maybe on any given year. Like, I don't think he's quite as elite as he's shown, but I, it seems like he's a solid goalie, but again, like there's just no freaking sample size here. Yeah. I mean, if I had Calvin Patterson on the list, I probably should have had this guy too. Same concept, right? 
Yeah, exact same thing where it's just like he's looked really good when he has played, but he just has not played at all. Um, I punished Breaker a little bit because of the out of nowhere factor where like Sorokin coming in and being slightly above average when you massacre the KHL uh, sounds easier to believe that that's like true talent to me. Yeah, and even like I think Cal Patterson was like a pretty high touted prospect, if I'm not mistaken. Like he's been like the quote unquote replacement to uh quick for like four years now. Yeah. It feels exactly. like. So um yeah, I think that's definitely fair. Um all right, let's get on to the, the top 15 of the list. Absolutely thrilling here. Um, who do you have at 15? At 15, I have a similar story. Again, this is more of trying to use like logic to estimate true talent rather than pure statistics. I have Shisterki. I yeah, okay. I have him a few spots higher. I have him at 13. Um, okay. yeah, I say definitely agree. He's had obviously a little bit more of a sample size, and uh, he's at 47 games played, not that big, but um, it's looked very good when he has gotten to play, and again, had very, very, very good priors, right? So, um, that's why, yeah, I was pretty comfortable as well. Um, just bumping him up and he uh, he got to play at least in like a starter ish role this year. Whereas like uh, Sorokin played 22 games, Shesterkin at least got to play 35 of 56 this year. So he played over half the games and um, you know, so that, that's why I felt more comfortable, but yeah, like he's had a nine thirty two and then a nine sixteen nine twenty one overall in his NHL career after putting up a nine thirty four and 25 AHL games. And then a nine fifty three in the KHL, a nine 33 and nine thirty seven. Uh, yeah, I feel this is a guy who could jump up lists, I think, as well at 25 years old. Yeah, I get him and Sorokin mixed up a lot. I think it seems pretty comfortable to have Shesterkin above him. And same kind of story with Sorokin, where he could literally be nine spots higher on this list next year, and I would not be phased. Yeah, exactly. Like if uh, if Shesterkin or Sorokin come out and just steal the starter's job and either one of those New York teams go to the playoffs or whatever, and it's kind of on the back of them. Like, I think there will probably be at least close to locks for top 10. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. At uh, 15, I had someone I did not expect to have it, but he's had shockingly good numbers over the past couple of years. And again, can't say that about too many goalies. Anton Hudobin. Yeah. I didn't know how to process this guy. He should be on the list. Probably, but I didn't have him. <laughs> it just doesn't feel right. It, it does. It does not at all. I mean, there, there was obviously that awesome playoff run, but if I told you he was sixth in goal saved above average over the past three years, you would call me crazy, right? Yeah, like that's the he's, most ridiculous to me. He, he's sixth in both uh, over the past two and three years. Like it's just uh, it's crazy. Yeah, the goalies are so like. Did you have to think about Halak? No, uh, just because of how bad he was last year. Yeah, and like, is he even? I didn't even know if Halak's playing in the NHL next year. But there's such a lack of good goalies. I thought about Halak. He's backing up in Vancouver. Okay, That'll yeah. Be gross. But yeah, like, it, yeah, I'd say going into last year, I would have had Halak probably close to a top twenty list. I thought he was in that twenty to thirty range, kind of. But, yeah, he had a bad year, so I, I dropped him off a little. Sorry, Hudoman was 11th over the past two years, so he stepped back when he had more of a starter's role over the past two years. But, like, another name, too, is, like, Jake Ottinger. Like, I didn't put him on the list because there just was not enough sample for me. But, like, he might take the starting role. He had played 29 games last year to 2.97 goals 
saved above average. Like he might take the starting role in Dallas, you know? Yeah, he very well might. So, um, yeah, I have Udoman at 15. Again, it did not feel right, but given the cup run and that he was like, he's been sixth. Like, I think it's over 100 games, which is not like a super, super small sample. Again, not massive for a goal either, but like, it's not like this guy's played 50 games over the past three years, and that's why he's sixth and goal saved above average. So I figured he had to be on this list somewhere. Do I think if he had to take like a true starters workload over a full year, he would do that? No, probably not. But as a tandem guy, he seems to be very, very effective. Yeah, that's fair. And statistically, like, you're definitely right to have him here kind of thing i left him off just because it feels wrong which is something i rarely do but god does it feel wrong it yes it absolutely does i will uh definitely agree with you on that um all right who's your 14 14 i have Varlamov. okay i have him a little higher i have him at 10 uh yeah, yeah like i i think i was trying to i i was going i had him it was funny i actually originally had him at 14 or at 16 sorry um, because I, I thought, you know, like this Islander system definitely helps him out a lot. And then it was like, there's just so few guys that I need to move this guy up. Yeah, exactly. There's so few. And like, um, I, I probably could have him higher because with goalies, there's a lot more value in sample size than a lot of people. He doesn't have insane like goal saved above expected results, but he just has so much more of a sample size than the rest of the guys that being average over 130 minutes does have to be more impressive than certain small sample guys. Yeah, exactly. And like he ranks third among goals saved above average over the past two years. And he ranks um, sixth among goals saved above expected too. So it's not like, you know, like the Islander system is obviously helpful, but it's not like it's just been the Islander system as the reason this guy's got a high save percentage. Like, especially this past year, he was like legitimately very good. Yeah, exactly. He's he's clearly talented, if not, even though he's probably not like elite. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't consider him an elite goalie at all. But um, yeah, again, like he's, he's just that like range from good to, you know, where he can be a top goalie for a year if he needs to. But there might like if he's the 26th best starter next year, that's not going to shock me at all either. Right. Like. Yeah, exactly. That kind of area. Um, okay. My 14, I, uh, this is where I have my, the, the least goalie, uh, Peter Morazic. Uh, I, I kind of want to have him a little higher, but his, his lows are so low that I, I couldn't have it. Like he, he's very, very, very streaky. He looks like one of the best goalies in the league for two weeks. And then one of the absolute worst for another week or so. Um, and because of that, just inconsistency, I have him at 14. I think this is kind of just where he averages out, to be honest. Yeah, I have him 10, and, like, I don't think he should be, like, a starter on his own. No, like, he's a tandem guy. Yeah. I think that that really does speak to what the league is like right now, where it's, like, I think nine and in for me is where I had starters, and even at nine, it's a bit of a cheat, and I'll get into why. But, like, eight and in is who I feel comfortable being starters, and then everyone after eight is kind of, like, you want two guys in that 10 to 30 range or if they're not comfortably in that range, it's because they're a young guy like Sorokin or Ottinger or whatever, where it's like, you can be okay making a projection about them, but you shouldn't be counting on them. Right. A hundred percent. But yeah, like with Morazic, like I I do like him as a goalie. And again, I think we've talked about it with the the Leafs side of thing is I think that was a very savvy pickup because 
Um, you know, they have someone in Campbell who, uh, again, Campbell doesn't have a massive sample size, but from what we saw last year, looks like, you know, he might be able to play 35 to 42 games, maybe even 45, 46 games really effectively. And Peter Morazic is the perfect guy to, you know, pick up that other 35 to 50. I think he could probably play in a year if he really needed to. But I, I think ideally they honestly just split 41 and 41 and whoever's hot going in the playoffs is who you use. Yeah. Yeah, who, who you play in the playoffs will be tough if they both have good years. Yeah, especially because we've both seen them. Like, I think you, if Campbell has a year like he had last year, obviously the, the winning streak aside or whatever, but like if he's just a steady goalie, I think Campbell is the guy you go with. Because like yeah. he didn't really, like he didn't Probably. shake in the playoffs or anything last year. In the playoffs. I think you just kind of owe it to him, like on a human level, because there's not enough of a skill edge one way or the other. Yeah, and like Morazic definitely has it. it. It depends on the situation. See, like, because like Toronto's a good enough team where I don't think they really need their goalie to like absolutely freaking steal a series. Because if they were a team where it's like basically boom or bust, yeah, you probably want Morazic in there because his upside is stealing the series. But if you're, say, 50 50% chance, all things equal, right? Like, you probably want Campbell in there because Morazic's lows are so low that it could easily cost you compared to Campbell. Yeah, because they don't. They definitely don't need a steal. They just need like, Good. What, Cam, what Campbell did last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that should have been enough to get like Campbell outplayed Carey Price in the round one. Yeah, and like that was enough to score more goals than they allowed in a playoff series, which should generally win, you would think, but uh, not in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so that was so I have everyone up to twelve taken now, and I have my top ten. Uh, you have 13, 12, and 11, and your 10 is gone, obviously. Uh, who do you have at 13 here? Uh, 13, I had Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell, okay. Yep, so again, like, I I don't know. I debated putting him on this list, but I the, the sample size of being an actual starter is what kept him off. But, yeah, like, he's one, if he does exactly what he did last year where he's just a solid goaltender, like, I, I think he was above solid last year. But even if he's just, like, the 15th or 16th best starter in the league, this year like that's exactly where i'll have them on a list i think next year yeah yeah i think this is this is way higher than i expected to have campbell but again there's just so few guys that have put up over above average results and like he has 80 games played over three years which isn't a lot it's probably like half of hellebuck or whatever but it's way more than a lot of the young guys and stuff too yeah, I mean, like, so I'm looking at games played right now over the past uh, three years, and Hellebuck's at 166, Price is 149, Vasilevsky's 147, Markstrom 146, Flurry 146, uh, and then there's a couple more guys in, like, the 140, 130 range, and then it yeah. very quickly drops off to, like, 120, 115, 110 kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, so, so. like, 80, 80 is low, obviously, but not absurdly so, and he's been quite good in those 80 games, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, who do you have at 12? Philip Grubauer. Okay. I have him higher mostly because of this year, but. Yeah, that's more than fair. I think the abs definitely helped him out. Yes. Uh, the XG models punish him a little more than raw save percentage, but he's still a guy who can start at least as a. Did he like tandem player? Did he start like the full? No, he started everything this year. The. <laughs> Frank Coos was hurt basically all year. So they had like, they were like trading for a Buffalo Sabres third stringer as desperation. 
Yeah, like Devin, they, Devin Dumnik was a pickup at the end of the year. I forgot about that. That sucks. And yeah, like <laughs> I could see giving Grubauer a bump relative to his goal saved above expected because like there just is value in knowing a guy played competently as the 1A starter. Yeah, and like he's kind of just like done that as like a 1B throughout his career too. Like if you just look, especially looking at Ross A percentage. So in Colorado, he played 40 games in 56 last year. The year before he played 36 and then 37. Um, yep. And I want to say the year he played 37, he was split in time with Varlamov, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, you know, he put up a 922 last year, 916, 917. In Washington, he put up a 923 in 35 games, a 926 in 23 games, and a 918 in 22. So he's just been very steady over the past like six years. And I think that's why, like I have him up at six. Um, and I think it's mainly because it's just like, he's just been so fine for so long that there's a lot to that for me. Yeah. And there is value. It's kind of funny with goalies. Cause like with defensemen, when you're thinking about these lists or forwards, there's no value in a guy who is just like average for a long period of time, but for goalies, it can get you like in and around the top 10. Yeah, like Frederick Anderson for me was like the fifth best goalie for like four straight years because he was just the like he was just, just like, fine, you know, like good. Like he was just like the eighth best goalie in any given one of those years, but most of the guys around him got bad. So that just like defaulted him to like four or like five. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like for me, anyways, that's kind of what happened with Grubauer, where it's like, I don't think he's got like the sixth highest uh ceiling when it comes all when it all comes down to it but just like how good he's been for so long that i have him at six yeah that's fair enough to be honest there's um, there's a lot of value in what he's done and there's a lot but he's one of the guys with the smaller error bars too which is good for sure um all right who do you have actually i'll, I'll go with my 12 i haven't given my note yet um i have mark andre flurry here oh wow i'm a lot higher on flurry than you then I like I it's I, I know it's crazy to say because he won the Vesna this year or whatever. So I know it's crazy to say he's 12, but like he wasn't that good the previous like two or three two years. Like his first year in Vegas, he was unreal. His yep. second year in Vegas, he was much less so. Same with his third year, and then his fourth year, he was unreal again. So like he's had a very weird career arc where it's like again, like Flurry's peak is much better than Grubauer's, but like He's been so up and down that I punished him a little more for that. And again, I'm projecting forward a little bit. I don't think his 37 year old season or whatever is going to be stunning this year, whether that's fair or not, but yeah, it's, it is a easy to punish him because of age. If we're talking about going forward, I'm pretty high. I have him four. Wow. Won the Vesna. Um, I'm confident he's a starter, which yes. is rare. Um, so I, I have him there. I don't feel like great about it, but I just, yeah, like, I, I think personally the highest I would have had him is at six kind of where Grubauer is, but, um, you know, like, and that's just because again, like, um, Ross a percentage, he had a nine twenty eight this year. Absolutely insane. His first year in Vegas, which was four seasons ago now, crazy to think about, by the way, nine twenty seven, absolutely insane. Nine thirteen the following year, not bad, not amazing, but good right um yep. and then a 905 the following year so um he's definitely had his ups and downs that's for sure yeah he absolutely has 
and like I it feels really weird having him at four but I was just kind of like I don't know I have such little confidence in so many of the goalies that I was like fuck it I guess he won the best now here he goes yeah he's another one where I think if your value goal saved above expected he could be a lot higher like he's 18th in goal saved above average 14.78 he's one of the very few goalies who goal saved above expected is almost just as much uh 12.59 over the past two seasons which is like yeah, exactly. Right. So, and that puts him at 11th uh, total. Yeah. Um, funny Which enough, is- the guy right beside him and goal saved above average is uh, Shesterkin. And he's got the exact same thing where it's like, uh, and Bennington's another one that's right around there too, where they got about 16 goal saved above average and 16 uh, goal saved above expected too. But Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's it, the sample size too really helps him for me because he does that have pop does have that positive goal saved above expected over such a long period of time. Yeah. Um, number 11, here's another guy where I don't think he's ever like, he had one really, really strong year, but other than that, I don't think he's ever really elite, but he's just been fine for like six years. And that's Cam Talbot. I forgot about Talbot. That actually does make sense though. He had that one bad year where he got chased out of Edmonton and then was absolutely dog shit in Philly. But like, other than that, he's just been like a, Good slash okay starter, like, yeah, yeah, that, and, that makes sense. I kind of forgot about him completely, to be honest. But <laughs> he's yeah, playing crazy. on one of the most forgettable teams, so yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know, like I, I've always liked Cam Talbot. Um, I think you know he got unfairly treated after one bad year where he didn't follow up a Vesna caliber season in Edmonton. Um, but yeah, like even last year, I thought he was really good for, um, Minnesota. Like everyone, uh, for some reason, like, I I feel like people just took a look at Minnesota 10 games in and then never changed what their expectations or anything were on, uh, on their team. Because like Capo Kakinen got a lot of the love for, uh, um, the goaltending last year. He was dog shit after like, (laughs) yeah, he was. Like, like he was, he had a minus 3.9 goal saved above average and he minus 20 goal saved above expected through 29 games. He was dog shit after game like five. Yeah. It was Talbot running the show. Talbot. Yeah. And like, there. and like, uh, over, so over the past three seasons, Talbot's got a minus three goal saved above average. But like last year he had a 6.57 through 33 games. Like he's the reason that they made the playoffs, not Gakken. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's why, like, and this is just a side rant, but that's why I could I couldn't freaking understand why everyone was like, how did like the Seattle so like there was a lot of things Seattle did dumb, but I couldn't understand how one of them was how did they not take Capo Kakinen as their goalie? It's like, well, did you see what he did at the back half of the year? He fucking sucks, and he was twenty. He's twenty five years old. Yeah. Oh man, now we're just completely on a on a tangent, but that is one of the narratives I could not wrap my head around. The dude is literally like as old as Mackenzie Blackwood. And he posted a 902 last year. Like even just looking at his base stats, they weren't good. The word rookie carries a lot of cachet independent of age, and it really should not. Yeah, like uh absolutely insane. But yeah, so I have uh, Cam Talbot on number eleven. Who do you got at eleven? Um at eleven, I had a guy who didn't play a single game last year, Ben Bishop. I have him at nine, and that is why I said it's a bit of a cheat because, uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you can go and then I'll go after. Um, so he is a starter, unlike uh, any of the guys below him, like very comfortably, in my opinion. 
statistically, when he played, you could make an argument to have him way higher, but it's so tough with a guy that age who didn't play a single game last year to be like, yeah, he's the third best goalie in the league or whatever the heck, something like that. Yeah. So over the past three years, despite not playing a single game last year, he's still second among goals saved above average. And I want to say third among goals saved above expected. Yep. Third, third Um, (laughs) which is just absolutely silly. Um, Like even including last year. So now we have one season of sample with him and one where he didn't play. He's still 13th among uh, goals saved uh, above average. And like, I think, around there as well yeah 16th for goal saved above expected um so yeah like when he plays he is absolutely elite um but he just hasn't been able to play so obviously you got to get docked uh at least some for that um you did very slightly less uh, more than me but yeah i think in that like that's why i said kind of like by the time you get into 10 like after 10 for me the, the nine to one is guys i feel more comfortable with bishop is that when he's healthy but obviously he's just not he was not healthy this past year so it's and i don't even know if he's gonna be healthy this coming year like there's a chance we don't get to see what was a really cool career arc get a proper finish and he just finishes hurt but let's hope that's not the case yeah it'll be interesting to see hopefully he does we do get to see him but i have no idea if we will or not yeah um all right number nine for you uh number nine for me i had john gibson Okay, so I yeah, I left Gibson off my list. You've been higher on him a couple more years than I have. You yeah. you go first and then I'll say why I don't have him. Yeah, so I also felt kind of gross about this one, but again, there are so few guys I know can start. I know Gibson can be a 1A at least. He is in the top uh top 10 for goal saved above expected over the past three years. Now three years ago does a lot of work there which is a little bit scary, although Gibson's pretty young. Um, I don't feel great about this one, but he does start, and the, the aggregate numbers are still good, depending on the sample size you use. So I still have him here. Yeah, so I was using two and three, and obviously, yeah, three goals saved above expected. He's good. Goals saved above average, he's uh, not as good. Um, but again, it's that it's, it's three years ago that he was really good because the past two have been a disaster. Minus 13.86 goals saved above expected minus 14 goals saved above average. Um, I, I do, I do wonder if it is the Anaheim factor for him a little bit. Like, I don't think to maybe the, like he's definitely been poor and he's been hurt. I think at times over the past two years too, which doesn't help. Um, so I, like, I do think that, uh, that, that plays a factor, but I do wonder if being on such a dog shit team in Anaheim is hurt as well. Um, so like, I don't think he's maybe as washed as his statistics say, but, um, just how bad he's been over the past two years, I could not comfortably put him close to my top 10. Yeah, that's fair. Like I said, I felt kind of gross about this one, but I just kind of shoulders and went with it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who do you have a nine then? Nine was good. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Eight then. Uh, guy who I think is still unemployed, but too harassed. Yeah, so I have them even uh, – uh, shit, I can barely read my own writing here. Uh, I had him one spot above you. I had him seven. Okay, that makes sense. He's – like, age is a big thing. There's got to be some reason he is unemployed right now, but – Oh, he's hurt big... until January. Oh, that, that would make sense. 
Yeah. So, and so there's rumors that Boston will probably re-sign him in January. If, if you know, his uh, conditioning all goes well, but that's not even a given either. But yeah, I think he had like a major hip surgery or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. And that sucks. But uh, his results have been good in a league where not that many guys results have been good as a starter. So I think, yeah, he's another classic where it's like, he's just been so consistent that it's uh, very helpful. Like, Past three years, eighth in goals saved above average, fifth in uh, if you go to two years. And, you know, his goals saved above expected aren't quite as good, but they're still very solid. So, yeah, I, I have him seven. Uh, honestly, I think I, I, if I read that, I might even have him like sixth. I had a group hour. Um, but, yeah, very, very strong goalie. Um, at eight, I had uh, Jacob Markstrom. Oh, fuck. I forgot Markstrom. <laughs> he had a really bad year last year. Um so I am definitely counting on a little bit of a rebound, but you know, I think if you look over the past two or three years, three years ago, he was just kind of fine. Two years ago, he was really, really good. Last year he was below average. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I tried to balance out a little bit, but I, I think he is a legitimate starter, which is more than I can say for most people on this list. And I think he even has the abilities to reach that high end of starter too, which again is more than I can say by a lot of people on this list. Yeah, there's certainly more upside to him than a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. And like, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where his age is concerned for me, for sure. Like, um, as we, you know, we've talked about that contract in depth when Calgary signed it, but uh, it's definitely a bit of a concern for me, but just, uh, you know, I could see him being, you know, one of the better goalies again, heading into next or, you know, after coming out of next year or whatever. So I, I had him on my top 10 still. Yep. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. A little bit of a projection for a bounce back. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, who do you have at seven? Seven, I have Bennington. So I, yeah, I think I mentioned, I had him off my list. Uh, I didn't really know where to put him because he obviously had the one really good year and then it's just been kind of, he's had up very big ups and downs over the past couple of years. So I really did not know where to put him. Yeah, he's a tough one. I think it's three years ago that does a lot of the work here. Um. He's fifth in goal saved above expected over a three-year period. Uh, he is a starter. I don't love this one either, but after Bennington starts to get the six guys I am confident in. Yeah, I have thought – so I, I got a top five here, obviously. Uh, yeah, and you have Flurry at four, so he's not part of mine. But, um, yeah, the, the top five guys I am pretty confident in. Uh, definitely the top three and then – four and five are a little bit different, but yeah, it, for Bennington, it's definitely that third, that three years ago in that cup run. Uh, if you change it to two years, um, he slides down to 32nd and goal saved above average instead of 16th where he was uh, three years ago. And his goal saved above expected is the same kind of story where he slips down. Uh, his goal saved above expected isn't quite as bad. I think he's still 10th in, in, in the two years. So um, again, it depends how you value expected versus uh average because uh expected there's really it there's really not a lot of guys putting up like giant goal saved above expected numbers right like there's eight above 10 uh over the past two seasons and there is 30 that are uh 33 that are positive so yeah it's like two of those are troy grosniak who has played two games so that should be out of my list and uh, another one is Colin Delia, who's played six. So it really doesn't, those guys don't even count, right? So, yeah, exactly. 
Um, all right. Uh, so I, my six was gone. That was Grubauer. Your four is gone. So we do have five goalies left each year. I'm really curious to see if they're the same five. I definitely feel – I think they are. I, I think they have they, to be. They should. Who do you have at six? Uh, UC Saros. Okay, I have him at five, so I have him one spot ahead of you. Um, and, again, like I, I didn't really know where to put him. I could have had him anywhere from, like, five to eight. Uh, eight being if you really need to see what he did again this year, but five being, yeah, he was unreal this year and I uh, should get the credit for it too. Yeah, exactly. He was fantastic this year and his aggregate results while he's been in the NHL are quite good, but not quite like the best either, but I'm still, I'd still feel confident that like Saros starting goalie. And yeah, absolutely. Like I think or whatever at, the worst, he's like, yeah, just an average starting goalie. Um, and again, that elite ceiling definitely gives him uh, um, a bit of a boost, right? So, exactly. And if you wanted to maybe use his age to project forward a little bit relative to a guy like Flurry, too, you could definitely do that. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you have a five? At five, I had Darcy Camper. I am a four. So, okay. Very close with, with a couple of these. Um, uh, again, like Kemper's uh, statistics have been unreal, but he hasn't exactly stayed the most healthy over the past couple of years either. He's new Ranta. Yes. And, and like, it's funny because I think he's older than Ranta, but yeah, but it's the same concept where it's just like when he plays, it's freaking ridiculous, but God, you yeah. really need to play to be. Yeah. Higher. And he's not, I don't think he's quite as aggressive as Ranta sometimes either. Like he played half the games for the team last year. I only got to play 29 in 2019, 20, but he did play 55 in 2018, 19, at least. And that's where he really broke out was in uh, 18, 19 there, where it's like, yeah, like anti Ranta. I don't even know if he's played over 50 games in his career or like uh, in a season in his career. Yeah. Uh, he is not. He played 47 his first year with Arizona, 12, 33, 12. Gross. Yeah. So like, but yeah, like Kemper is like Ranta, but I think even more extreme too. Cause like, Rant had that one really, really good year where he put up a 930 in 47 games, but then like he's been so hurt in 12 game samples. He's at 905 and 906. And like I'm sure that would bounce back, but like even in um um how well, Kemper's smaller samples, he's been really, really good, right? So yeah. Yeah, more more extreme, similar style though, or similar statistically, anyways. Yeah, and so he, he's another one where it's like, I think I'm going to be really interested to watch the abs because Frank Coos was injured all of last year, didn't play a single game. Hopefully he does get healthy, but like the durability of Grubauer last year was a massive thing for the Avalanche, whereas if Kemper can't provide that, uh, you know, the Avalanche are such a good team that I don't think they're going to be like absolutely screwed or anything, but they're going to be in a lot tougher than they were last year. Yeah, it definitely hurt in the playoffs. They'll, they'll be fine in the regular season, I'm sure, but come playoff time that would suck for them yeah all right time to see what order the top three are in um i have robin leonard at number three hey me too all right there's, there's a match i really wonder if we're gonna match on our top two our top two as well um yeah for leonard me I, again i think his peak is maybe a little little bit lower than the the two guys ahead of him and he also has been injured the past uh you know he was injured a lot this past year um I think he was still a very, very obvious three to me. Like, um, obviously, Hellebuck and Vasilevsky are going to be two, the two guys in whatever order we have ahead of him. Um, but he very clearly, I think, is just like a step behind them. 
but he was also very clearly above Kemper and Saros for me um, because of, you know, like he's, he's been healthier than that. Like he obviously uh, had some time off this year, this past year, but generally speaking, he has been a healthy goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause relative to Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, uh, Flurry, he doesn't have like a huge sample, but also relative to the Kempers of the world, like Leonard has a much nicer sample to prop him up. Yeah, for sure. And like, um, uh, yeah, like even if we're going on a, on a three-year sample, I mean, Flurry's part of it is because he just had to play so much for two years there in Vegas. Like when they didn't have Robin Leonard, Flurry was playing, like, I think he played 60 games the one year, which is just uh, absolutely crazy to me. Um, so that, that's why, yeah, definitely looks aggressive, but yeah, like Leonard's played 101 games over the past three regular season games over the past three years. And considering it was a half season and then even part of one was cut off as well. It's not like that's nothing or anything like that. So yeah. yeah. Like I would yeah. feel like, I know a lot of people are like worried because they gave up flurry for nothing for cap reasons, but like, I don't know. I'm assuming you're the same way if you have them at three, but uh, I would feel very, very comfortable having Robin Leonard and, you know, I don't even know who their backup is, but if Robin Leonard can give you 55 games, I think Beckett's going to be fine. Yeah, that sounds pretty. I assume something like that would be their plan too. Yeah. I can't imagine it's going to be any different. So, um, all right. Number two, who did you have here? Vasilevsky or Hellebuck? I had Vasilevsky. Me too. So we have the exact same top three. All right. Um, I think you can make the argument pretty well either way, though, for these guys. Uh, I think Hellebuck has been the better goalie in the regular season, um, but he's also had to do more on a shit team. Um, So, you know, like, it's like, I I struggle a little bit of like, do you punish Vasilevsky because he's on a good team? But then you also look and like, what's that insane record he's got in the playoffs right now? There's like six straight elimination games he had a shutout in or four straight or something like these recent playoffs, which is just absolutely crazy to think about right so i think you could go either way but yeah i had uh vasileski too um i guess it's all i'll talk about hellebuck first like i just he's been so good on such a shit defensive team for like two years now uh three years now where it's like I, it's just impossible for me not to have him one yeah yeah like, exactly because it's just it's so hard because the only thing that you can punish hellebuck for isn't his fault yeah, exactly. Like a lack of playoff success isn't Hellebuck's fault. And like, I don't know, like some people argue he didn't look quite as good in the playoffs, which is fair, but it was also, I think he's played seven playoff games and the three of those were in a bubble um, over the past two years. And like, he literally had to will his team to get to the bubble two years yeah, ago. Exactly. He's so, the only person there like competitive. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, just as like how much do you punish Vasilevsky? It's like, well, you can't really punish Hellebuck either. So, um, yeah, that's why I have a one. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, do you buy much into like the clutch factor? I don't usually put much stock into that. And I, I think it still gets a little overrated when it comes to Vasilevsky, but it is clear that like in the biggest moments, the biggest games, he's still the elite goalie we know him to be. And I mean, there's a little bit to be said for that. I think like we've seen guys shit themselves before, but, um, yeah, I, like how much stock do you put into that? Um, almost none, but it's, it's a nice like feather in his cap for sure. Yeah. I say it's not like he's like brutal without it. Right. Like he's yep. second among goals saved above average over the past two years His above expected. Isn't quite as good, but I think that's also, again, just because of how good Tampa is. Yeah. That's Tampa being a low key, really good defensive team. 
yeah, like there's just not a mu- much expected that he has to stop, right? So, um, whereas yeah. Hellebuck is a 34.68, which is like almost John Gibson numbers, not quite. I think John Gibson put up 30 above expected in one year um, in those just peak brutal duck teams that he would just carry to the playoffs. But uh, yeah, I have Hellebuck one, Vasilevsky two. If you really wanted to flip it, like I wouldn't be that bad. No, because like, again, there is definitely value in Vasilevsky's playoff results. And he did just win two cups. So I wouldn't exactly think you're an idiot for it, but I do think it's clear that Hellebuck is one. But I would accept that. Yeah, like it's the kind of thing where it's like, I definitely think Hellebuck is one, but there's at least an argument to me made that Vasilevsky could be. Whereas, like, if you're trying to argue like Soros is one, like, there's just, no, right? Like, yeah, because there's different relative levels of disagree where you're like, I disagree, but that's fine. And there's like, yeah, Soros want to be like, absolutely the fuck not. What are you talking about? Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, the, the, there's no other order to have the top two than Hellebuck or Vasilevsky. Like, those two are both clearly the top two goalies in the league. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, um, all right, well, that's our goaltending preview. A bit shorter than the other ones, but, you know, no news. And again, like, it's just so hard to dissect uh, goaltending compared to some other guys, especially because it's so random. Like, we're going to do this – when we do this le- uh, list next year, I-, I guarantee that, like, half the goalies will be off of it, um, and, you know, the order will be just completely different. I- I'm assuming a couple of the people at the top uh, will be the same, but, you know, other than that, like, who who knows, right? Like, Yeah, 100%. That's so hard to know. Um, all right, well – Thank you everyone for listening. As always, you can find me on Twitter at NHL Sons and Stuff, Chase on Twitter at CM Hockey 66. Uh, if you're joining what you're hearing, you can find all our work at lastwordonhockey.com. Uh, I got another podcast on there and wherever you listen to podcasts, the Last Word on Sends podcast. So you can check that out as well. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. We'll talk to you all next week.